Hi and welcome to this Formula One podcast. I'm Oscar and I'm joined as usual by my co-host. Hello, I'm Daniel. And we're here today to talk about the upcoming Styrian Grand Prix. But we're going to start off with the last race on the Austrian Grand Prix. Now, this race was a far cry away from last year's race where we had zero DNFs. Because this time around, we had nine of them. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit more of that later. Let's start with the guy winning the race, which was Valtteri Bottas. He started from, uh, he started first ahead of Max Verstappen and Landon Norris with teammate Lewis Hamilton being down in fifth after a three-place grid penalty after speeding under yellow flag conditions in Q3. Now, this was, I would say, a really, a really impressive race by Bottas because even though Hamilton started in fifth, it wasn't long until Hamilton was in second behind Bottas and was really hunting him down. And with, I believe there was, was there three safety cars or was there four? Oh yeah, it was, oh, was it three or four? I'm completely sure there. Yeah, yeah it was many. That's the most yeah. part. So, but each time he got a restart with Hamilton just behind him and whatever driver is right behind him as well. Like he was under a lot of pressure, but Wow, he, he really uh, he, put his, like, he was really good at it. Yeah, and he kept up, and I don't even think he, did he even let go of first? I don't, I don't remember, did. I think he went to the pits once. Yeah. I don't, I think he still stayed first, because he was on the safety car, the first safety car, I think, yeah. that he pitted, as well as Hamilton. So I think he literally stayed first the entire race. I think, but I think the one thing that uh, didn't make it even more safety car was the fact that most of these DNFs wasn't accident. Yeah, just cars shutting down. Yeah, <laughs> and it seemed like almost half, like a lot of more cars than than uh, the cars that DNF had some serious problems. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's start going through them one after another. We can talk about the rest of the f races that actually finished after that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with Max Verstappen. Started second, ran second when his... I don't know what happened, but oh. pretty much the entire computer part of the uh, of the car just died. Yeah. He couldn't change anything. You can see him actually trying to jump. Almost like, yeah, know, he thing. tried to jump start the car yeah, <laughs> while sitting yeah. like in the car. It was, it was pretty much doing that for the entire you could, lap. You could see the frustration, yeah. And that, that was only 11 laps in, and that was the pretty much the end of the number one challenger. What I thought, uh, like, I thought coming into this that Verstappen was the big favorite and Mercedes wasn't even going to come on the podium, then we saw practice and we saw qualifying in qualifying the mercedes was half a second faster than any other car in q3 and that guy closest was max verstappen yeah but he was driving on mediums also on q3 no he wasn't q2 he, wasn't. he was doing mediums oh so you don't have to start on the tires you're doing q3 no q2 oh, oh yeah the, 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 yeah 
the tire you 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 are doing Q2 and go through the top 10. That's the, the oh, tire yeah. start at. Yeah, I think with his strategy, Verstappen, if he could have been driving like he did, he could have won this race. Yeah, uh, like that was big chance because he started on mediums. Everyone else in top 10 started on softs. Everyone below from 11th and down started on mediums, which shows also that I think that was a really good choice. Yeah, because but yeah, sadly, we, we didn't get to see do, it happen. Do a one-stopper starting on softs. You have to drive the hard tire a lot of distance. Yeah, just like both Bottas and Hamilton did in the end. Yeah, but not every driver can do that. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next guy, DNF, to Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, going, uh, going to Renault wasn't such a good thing, was it? <laughs> Well, he had a pretty good last season. You can't say yeah. that right away like that, but yeah. DNS. He was pretty much, I believe, didn't he have like engine shut off or something for him too? Yeah. Some power issues, I think. I don't yeah. remember. It, there were so many, I don't even remember where all of them matter. had problems. It, it doesn't matter what any he that guy has. It just keeps dying. Yeah. Well, wasn't it like the Red Bull he was driving had a Renault engine? Yeah. No, so, yeah, it had, it had. Yeah. And the year after he left, Red Bull changed to Honda. Yeah. So he still stuck with the Renault engine. So in that case, he never changed the engine. No. Uh, uh, next guy, we had Lance Stroll, uh, which DNF'd on lap 20. After having issues since lap 5, <laughs> with uh, apparently some sensor thing in the engine. That guy that didn't he, allow he, him to have full speed. Yeah, he just didn't want to give up. Yeah, he really tried, yeah. and it like he 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 had a pretty good race, even with issues. He was still going top ten, starting ninth. He was still up there, like, but then yeah, it was too much. He had to he had to quit. That, like he he should get get a like a stubborn driver award or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four laps later, it was the next, and it was Kevin Magnussen, which coming into turn three, uh, going straight up that, that pretty much hill, just his front brake stopped working. So he just went straight forward right after Ocon had passed him on the outside. Oh, yeah, that's you can see. literally see Ocon slowing down, and then Magnussen come pretty much as a missile inside of him on the left-hand side of the track. That was so lucky. Yeah, that he could have carried Ocon with him easily, yeah. like cleave his engine or his front wing or anything yeah. as he went past. Ocon would have been pressed against the wall or something. Yeah, and lucky enough, Magnussen managed to spin the car, and he he got it to to stop without pretty much any damage, which is very well done by him. It could have been way worse <laughs> with the speed he had going into that. So yeah. Now we had a, we had a big gap here of twenty five laps before the next DNF. Yeah, that was a shocker. Yeah, and then we had two in the same lap, just oh. just to make it better. First, we had uh, the other Haas driver, Romain Grosjean, yeah. which his front brake stopped working. The same problem as Magnussen. This time in uh, turn, I want to say four. I think it was four. He just went straight forward and. Mm. I think he actually managed to drive. I don't. I don't know if he drove back to the pits, but he actually he went back on track again, 
he managed to keep out of the gravel trap. Yeah. But yeah, that was his race. And the same lap, Russell. Yeah, it was had around, it was around with, here. We almost started laughing because it was so comic, comical. Yeah. Everybody was DNFing. Yeah, and he dropped out because uh, he lost power. Yeah, and it, this was sad because at this moment, Russell was around the twelve. I think it was twelfth or so. Behind him was Sebastian Vettel. And Vettel was unable to pass Russell. He was behind him for quite a few laps. And he wasn't able to pass him. That's not good. And that is, first, positive for Williams. Also, negative for Ferrari. A big negative for Ferrari. (laughs) Yeah. But I was so wished he he would see this this checkered flag. But yeah, he has another another chance in uh, less than a week. So... Hopefully it will go better. Fourteenth, uh, and the next DNF is Kimi Raikkonen, which, after safety re- after safety car, where he went in to change tire along with many others, as he was uh, accelerating up, going on to the the uh, start finish rate, pretty much, his front left t- uh, front right tire, sorry, just lifted off. <laughs> yeah. Just like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Just, yeah, went off the tire and... Yeah, yep, just, I'm going home. Another safety car. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then uh, 14 laps later, the last two DNFs, Alex Albin, which also had another incident we're going to talk about later, um, and Daniel Kvyat. Albin, loss of power, Kvyat... His back left tire exploded, <laughs> pretty much. So in the end there, it was just one guy who didn't get points. Yeah. And that was Nicholas Latifi or Williams. Well. But he did finish the race and he ended up not being lapped. So, I mean, I almost want to look up how many times did it happen last season that Kubica wasn't lapped. <laughs> that could be... be a lot of times. No, I don't think so either. But I wanna, I wanna Maybe find out. Maybe that time he actually got a point. No, I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe then. But I think he got lapped then too. Ouch. Maybe. I don't know. I have to look that up. I said yeah. I don't have it. Uh, I but, haven't looked it up. But anymore. in the end, there it was just one guy didn't get a point, and I have to say they have to do something about real, uh, like. They have to do some quality control on these cars. Yeah. Yes, so many problems. Because Mercedes, they still bought us one, but didn't he have like two errors on the car or something? This was well, both both Bottas and Hamilton, pretty much halfway through the race, uh, the pit wall or whatever the the uh, the guys in the in in the pit both rang them up both. Uh, pretty much, and said that uh, they have critical error with the sensor in the um, uh, what's it called? Not the suspension, but the uh, gear shifter, I guess. I can't think of the real name right now. Uh, I think it was something like that. And then the gearbox is broke. Uh, That's it. Gearbox. Thank you. So they, they were forced to, for the rest of the race, keep off any of the uh, like edges of the track, yeah. so they had to stay on the asphalt the rest of the race, which made them slower. 
but, yeah, but Bottas somehow they managed to get they managed to get in the door. But yeah, Bottas was off off all the time. Yeah. All right, moving back to the guys who actually finished. Yeah. Second, a big surprise: Charles Leclerc, Ferrari. Yeah. Starting seventh after getting uh, finishing tenth after Q two. Uh, just about finishing ahead of his teammate, uh, Sebastian Vettel, which actually went out in, in Q2. Actually, he finished 11. Um, managed to get Q uh, in seventh place for the for the race start. And like he didn't have the pace. He didn't have the cornering speed like you wished. But if he got a chance to pass someone, you betcha he did. It was very clinical. When it came to overtaking, and very difficult to overtake himself. And in the end, yeah, he managed to get an unlikely second place, which is just amazing driving. Yeah, but the guy in the third place was that—that that was the like Cinderella story of this race. Yeah, third place, Lando Norris, yeah. after starting third, which is his highest ever qualifying. Um. He 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 had a I would say a, well an up and down race but mostly yeah. very good. He started very good. He was challenging Verstappen at the start of the race. Almost he was actually up to Q, uh, second place for a very short amount of time right after turn one on the first lap. Yeah. Uh, but he was challenging Verstappen. He was making it hard for Hamilton to pass him. And once Hamilton yeah. did pass him, he actually kept with Hamilton for a while and challenging him again like. It was really positive seeing uh, Norris this race. I have to say that both McLarens did really good. Yeah. And they, they're like building yeah. on the McLaren team we saw last season. Yeah. They, they looked really good. Yeah, they, they're showing that we belong up there. Yeah. And like Lando Norris, he was, with two laps to go, he was fifth. Then he overtook Paris in a very a uh, wheel to wheel. Uh, literally, they banged wheels into turn three on lap 69. Norris managed to get past, but by this point, he was 5.6 seconds behind Lewis Hamilton in third. Although Hamilton had a five second penalty or was just about to receive a five second penalty after causing a collision with Alexander Albon as Alexander Albon tried to overtake him into second place. Um, yeah, that wasn't the cause for Albon's DNF, but it did put him at the back of the field. And Albon could have could have won this race because he was on the soft. Hamilton and Bottas both on the on the hards. The Albon so, was impressing around that uh, time of the race. Yeah. So Hamilton with the five seconds. Norris coming into the final lap, I believe it was still something like 5.4 seconds behind him. He had to take in at least four tenths in one lap on Hamilton to get third. And he managed to get the fastest lap of the race on the final lap and by two tenths of a second uh, finishing third ahead of Lewis Hamilton to grab his first ever podium. And the joy in his eyes and like how happy it was. Oh my god! Yeah, and I th I believe that makes him the third 
youngest ever to stand on a podium. And it's the second youngest ever to have the fastest lap of a race. Well, and this is, this is already a second season, but yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, that, so it was historical because <laughs> yeah. he's, yeah, he's up there now for real. But yeah, moving on, I said, Lewis Hamilton finishing fourth outside the podium. Oh yeah, and another data actually, before we move on, fun fact that I learned earlier today, this time was the first time since F1 started, the first time ever, that Mercedes, Ferrari, and McLaren have shared a podium. Fantastic. And we're talking about three of the biggest teams in F1 history. I would say Williams belongs in that group as well. Yeah. But yeah, these three have never shared a podium before this race. So fun little bit of trivia there. Yeah. That, that was actually a surprise to me uh, if you check their status. Yeah. Historically. It was, uh, yeah. It, it, it was fun to have that kind of trivia sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on to fifth. We already mentioned him. Carlos Sainz, McLaren. Uh, as I said, started eighth, battling with uh, Sergio Perez, which finished sixth in the racing point. Looked very good, I would say. Race didn't f the track didn't fully uh, fall into racing point strength, but they were still f battling very hard, and I can't wait to see a track that's more fitting for what racing point is good at to see just how good they are. But really impressive. Uh, also, Sainz had a very close battle with Norris <laughs> for a while. And, um, yeah, just a fun race to watch. And once again, yeah. very impressed by Carlos Sainz. I, I should say, like, the biggest disappointment in my eyes are Sebastian Vettel. Oh, yeah. Finishing, finishing after Giovinazzi. Yeah, with the same engine. Yeah. Uh, after starting together, like... He finished three seconds behind him, and he pretty much had. There was a safety car there around level uh, lap sixty-seven when Kvyat, because I'm pretty sure he. No wait, did it wasn't safe. Maybe there wasn't a safety car actually. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, Vettel surely was behind Giovinazzi at the last safety car, no matter when it was. But yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't able to pass him. Oh. He Same looked, engine, but somehow, yeah, he looked, worse than the Alfa Romeo. Yeah, he looked really weak. Yeah. And, yeah, he he had a spin after trying to overtake Sainz on the inside of turn three. Uh, very late, impossible to, 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 to do that move. But in a in an interview afterwards, he pretty much said, I'm happy I only spun once. <laughs> That's not so he, he, he was not happy with the car. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is this, uh, uh, a weekend to forget for Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, he really needs to forget it and get his act together or no one will want to employ him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's driving now for his future in F1. Yeah, kind of. Like and, and, and according to an interview, he's not interested in taking a sabbatical like uh, Raikkonen did, for example, when he uh, 
he went away from F1 a few years and then came back kind of stuff or like Ocon did last season he was on the silence one year and now he's back driving yeah. if he doesn't find a drive in F1 next year next year that that's it then that will be the end of I, I F1 heard, I heard that he's not interested in going to a team and just drive to collect money either yeah so yeah. I know he's been trying to or at least the rumor says he's trying to uh to uh, entice Mercedes into signing him up, and with Bot, no, neither Bottas nor Hamilton actually having signed a a contract for next season, you know there is a spot. But looking right now, I would say both Hamilton and Bottas are better drivers than Vettel at the moment. So I think it would actually be a mistake by Mercedes. Yeah, I'm saying a little I, bit in why would they need him? Yeah, absolutely. Looking at this race, so looking at last season. It feels like I've, I've, I'm gonna say this. I'm, I'm truly honest. Like I've a long time seen, seen down on Bottas, thinking he's, he's not that good. He's just in the best car. But actually looking at him drive, like in Austria now, no, he is, he is a really good driver. Yeah, and it's he's... just that it, it's so easy to compare him to Hamilton, and Hamilton is one of the best mm-hmm. to ever drive a F1 car. So. And he really proved last season that he is really good. Yeah, he has the potential. Definitely. He doesn't always get it to, to work a full season, mm. um, it feels like. but um... No, he has had like the bad role of trying to stop the cars behind him to get in front of him. So kind of slowing yeah. them down so Hamilton can win. Yeah, sometimes definitely he's been used as a second driver. Yeah, and that—that's I think is the uh, is the problem with like we haven't seen his abilities in that way because they have used him like that. Yeah, maybe not fully. We saw it in, in Australia last season. We saw it in Austria this year. But yeah, didn't he win the first we, race last year too? Yeah. He won in Australia, and he won it by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> he was far ahead of anybody else in that race. I wonder if he if can make it as good of a start like in last season. Well, he's definitely started the right way. Yeah. <laughs> he's 13 points ahead of his biggest rival. Yeah, and that, that's... I don't, I don't know how that will pan out, because that depends a lot on... Can we actually get the cars to function properly until the next race? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that is actually an interesting thing to talk about in co- for next race, which is also at the Red Bull Ring in Spielberg, Austria. Two races in a row. Uh, but really? they call it the Styrian Grand Prix instead of the Austrian Grand Prix number two, which, in a way, I enjoy. I like. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, but yeah, so... As we said, Mercedes, they have some issues with with uh, with the gearbox. Can they get it fixed in time? We don't know. Yeah. I'm just hoping uh, that this race won't be about what car is actually keeping itself together. Yeah, I, I like. Sure, it's cool that this is. Yeah, everything is mixed up now because cars are falling. Or, or DNFing and uh, all the safety cars and all the yeah. all the mixing up that it that uh, 
that all these stops do and everything, but I would rather see 20 cars finish the race and actually fight for it the entire race. Yeah. Um, that would, for me, be more enjoyable. So, yeah. Let's just hope that we can get the cars together until the next race. Because yeah. they, they are only having a week. Not even that. Yeah. They have to fix the cars between Sunday evening and Friday morning, I think. Yeah, I think they have like three or four days. And I think they have Mondays off or something like that as well, since they work throughout the weekend. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. They have very limited time to get those cars working. It's not just Mercedes. It's, it's uh, well, Ferraris bring their package. They were, apparently, they were going to upgrade the car, move it into Hungary, the race yeah. afterwards. But now they're moving it forward to try to install it for next, next weekend. Can't get worse. Yeah, pretty much. We had... Uh, Alpha Tower of Gasly, which needed to upgrade, uh, or he was close to to DNFing already at lap ten. Uh, so something is wrong with that car; they need to fix it. I mean, both Red Bulls DNFed, both Haas uh, DNFed. If something went wrong. What is it? Can they can they solve it in one week? Yeah, that, that's really rough. Fixing yeah. a thing like that in one week. Yeah, they have and to be lucky. with the, with the uh, less staff that they have now as well. Mm. As I touched on earlier, uh, this next race is going to also be held on the Red Bull Ring in Spielberg, Austria. So we're not going to go through the track info this time. But if you're interested in hearing it, you can find it in the last podcast talking about in going into the Austrian Grand Prix. So let's just move on to our predictions for the race. So, yeah, why don't you start with this one? Oh, yeah. I... My first prediction is actually, I, I actually think Verstappen will take this this time. All right. If they can just get the car together. That, that, that's, yeah. That's it. I was just going to ask, uh, will they, will, in your idea, will uh, Mercedes get their car together? Uh, they have to be, both teams has to be lucky to get the car together. Or actually not, Red Bull can just reconstruct the whole car if they have time for it but mercedes getting uh, they have to be lucky yeah i mean but both got quite i would say weird issues i would say so but yeah it depends on Um, a lot of luck here yeah if like the team who gets it together will win the race probably yeah yeah if both both get it together, I'm still staying with Verstappen. I'm st- I'm getting Bottas a second place for this one. Mm. I'm actually going with Albon at third. So Verstappen, Bottas, Albon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my top at least. You can go to your top, and then I'm give it some twists. Yeah. I'm going to play that every car will work as good as they did at the start of the last race. Which, okay, some of them didn't, but I mean, we're going to say that everyone gets their car fixed. And then I'm going to go for uh, number one is Hamilton. He messed up in Q3. He messed up, or messed up, he had a, a, a kind of unlucky uh, when he, he yeah. Uh, put Albon off the track, got a five-second penalty. So I think he's not going to do those easy mistakes this time around. And then, yeah, he's too good. So Hamilton first. 
And yeah, I think um, Bartas second. They're literally going to start from the start and just drive away from everyone else. And then Verstappen third. Yeah. That is my top three. And uh, yeah, is Williams going to end up last? Latifi is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I doubt Russell will. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, Latifi, he, he had a, we didn't talk much about him. Yeah, he finished last, but like... He he had a like he's new. He he was clear that he was new to the F1 car, um, and he, he's probably going to take a few races for him to get into it and and feel good in the car and start really to be able to push into it and start to close in on the times Russell do. So yeah, Russell definitely last, and um, and another question. Russell will not finish second last. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say uh, Raikkonen oh, be yeah, second that last. Could, that, could work. that him or one of the Haas drivers. I can't decide, yeah. but yeah. Alfa Romeo and Haas seems to be around the same level as Williams at the moment. Yeah, I'm just going with that. Russell won't be second last. He will yeah. be around 15, 16 or something. Yeah, I I can even hope that he gets higher than that. But yeah, yeah. and West, in my opinion, Vettel will have another poor race. I say it depends on, like, it's it's going to be a jump to get the car updated and ready to race and for them to understand it. They have a few practice sessions, yes, but it's not going to fix the engine. It's only going to fix some of the uh, the wings, the drag, uh, the downforce levels, what I understand at least. So, But will it fix his spinning? Well, they hope for it. I mean, they said that they need to really sit down and try to figure out why Vettel was having such a problem with the car. Because, yes, Leclerc also said that it was hard to drive, but he managed to coast it to a second place. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't see um, I don't see Ferrari anywhere anywhere close to the podium next race. No, they will have a rough time. I, I, I really think that it will have. Yeah. And I think I think McLaren is is once again going to be up there fighting oh, with yeah. uh, maybe with Albon, you know, definitely with the racing points. Um, but I said uh, this track might suit them a little bit better than than it does the racing point car. So um, I have high hopes for McLaren. Though I have really high hopes. For yeah, like they they will actually be the team that could uh, knock down Ferrari after a pedestal. Oh, they're not the only ones. <laughs> no, but I you think, know what I mean. Uh, like that, that's that's in my opinion the main contender for the third place if we continue like this. Yeah. Um. I I was going to say they're they're definitely up there. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to more uh, with the uh, races with more straight lines, straight line speed. Where that is a bigger thing because then. And no car is apparently faster right now than the racing point. They're even faster than than Mercedes in a straight line. That's uh, according according to stats we saw uh, in going into the race in Austria. Um, they're supposed to be the strong, the fastest in a straight line right now. So can't wait what happens then. But that's really yeah. exciting. Yeah, I mean, currently 
after the first race. Yes, Mercedes is top, but McLaren is second. Nine points by Mercedes, but seven points ahead of Ferrari, which is in third. Those three teams be the only ones to actually finish with both drivers last race. <laughs> so. Yeah, that it was really... No, it was three teams finishing with both drivers, wasn't it? Yeah, it's three teams. Mercedes, yeah. McLaren, Ferrari. Yeah, it was. Or do you mean a fourth, too? No, I don't, don't have a fourth. I was missed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I think Ferrari won't keep that third place. No, not. Never. Uh, not at the start of the season, at least. Like, like uh, Leclerc won't be able to carry that team that much. Yeah. He, he's miles better than Vettel, in my opinion. And but yeah, he he can't carry him that much. No. McLaren has two good drivers. Racing Point has two good drivers. They have a really good car beneath them like no yeah and uh, red bull has two good drivers just keep the yeah. car together yeah and mercedes have two of the best drivers on the field <laughs> wow and the best car so yeah yeah but it's gonna be exciting to see and let's hope for a race that the cars keep keep sticking together like not falling apart yeah and in a new battle, actually, I'm looking forward to that I didn't see coming at the start of the season. And that is the fight between Alpha Tauri and Renault. Renault. Oh, yeah. Because um, I thought I, I thought Alpha Tauri was going to be the, you know, the closest team to, a Red, uh, to Renault. But they were actually closer than I thought they'd be. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what, uh, yeah. what that will, will give in the future. And the usual question for me, after Austria, we have the Hungarian Grand Prix. Ah. <laughs> yeah, we're going three weeks in a row, then have a pause, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then yeah, another three so, weeks, then a pause. Yeah. We have eight races so far that we know about. I don't remember now, but I think they said that they're soon going to come out with more races. Yeah. Um, they have to get the schedule together. Say again, please. They have to get the uh, schedule together, like uh, all the planning. They haven't done that yet. Yeah. I mean, to get any kind of TV money, they need to get 15 races at yeah. least. So I mean, they're they're gonna try their absolute best to get together 15 races, and then we'll see if we'll have a race outside of Europe. I know they're hoping for an. Uh, I think they're talking about a double Bahrain, double Abu Dhabi as an ending. Um, I heard that in uh, pre-talks moving into the Austrian Grand Prix. But if that's really going to be the plan, it's going to happen. We don't know. This will sound a little bit biased because of my other sports I like, but I would love to see Samir and Indianapolis again or Daytona. It's the the first one will be the possible one. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe one day they'll do drive somewhere else. I think they actually have, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, back, I think they did. I think that cool. I believe we went through the list when we we're in going into the uh, the American Grand Prix last mm. season, but I don't remember right now. But I think you're right. Yeah, and they've actually been driving on the road course 
were both IndyCar and the second NASCAR series were driving last weekend. I think it's that that road course. Might be possible. Yeah, I I I'm, I'm, uh, I think it is. I'm not t- totally sure. But they but they have been switching tracks a lot in the USA. Yeah, indeed they have. Yeah. But yeah, we will be back next week with another episode. Yeah. Uh, before the Hungarian Grand Prix, and uh, yeah, talking about what happened this upcoming weekend, it will be interesting to say the least. <laughs> well, to be fair, it can't get. I'm going to say that it can't get any more crazy than the last race. But don't tempt. Truly, it, it it can, but I wonder if it will. <laughs> yeah, don't tempt everyone. <laughs> It can get crazy. Trust me. I've seen a lot yeah. of racing. It can get crazy. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Oh, I didn't wish. I was just saying it. No, but yeah. <laughs> don't, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it has been fun recording. I hope you had fun listening to it. And yeah, we will be back next week for the Hungarian Grand Prix. That's all from us. Bye. Bye.